Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode, uh, episode three here of the Icebox Podcast. As always, 412 Sports Cards and Icy Ice Cards here. And today, for uh, episode three with the NBA season beginning, we wanted to touch a little on the NBA season, what we're thinking about teams, players, cards, and all of that. But yeah, we'll just get it started with kind of, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Excited for the NBA. It's going to be interesting season. Excited for some Cade. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm. I don't really know what to expect. Really, it's I don't know be- what to expect either. I read today that he and Jay was it Jalen. I sound like a fool. Is Jalen Green the second pick? Yeah. I read that they're even for like odds of rookie of the year. Yeah, it seems like the media like really really likes Jalen Green. I don't know why. I, I actually really like Jalen Green's talent, but I, I'm i interested in <clears throat> Cade. Uh, I'm interested in Sadiq Bay also on that team. So, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm interested to see Killian Hayes uh, on a team with Cade with the ball all the time. Because yeah. I know Killian Hayes, the word on the street is that Killian Hayes is like a ball-dominant player. Uh, mm-hmm. So, because he was a top 10 pick, right? Yeah, he was a very high pick, and all the Pistons fans are already, like, giving up on him, and he hasn't even got a chance yet. I know. The Pistons fans that I see are, talk more about even Isaiah Stewart than they talk about uh, talk about Killian Hayes. Yeah, uh, Beef Stew is definitely a yes. fan favorite. He's yes. definitely a fan favorite, for sure. I just had a... Stewart um, contenders auto that I sold that they, they, he's I mean he sells decent I mean he sold for more than a Denny Obvia sold for uh, both they're both just base <laughs> it was like thirty five bucks I think I got for a base auto of him and I was like thirty five bucks for Isaiah Stewart base auto seems pretty strong yeah that's not bad at all that's yeah he's definitely well loved in Detroit for sure. Interesting. Well, any any pickups you've had this week? Any cards you're buying? Anything going on before we get into, I guess, kind of our season preview? Um, not a ton, really. I it's tough because I really like buying LeBron, but this is the kind of point in the season where it's like maybe just don't because the hype is <laughs> increasing and the prices are kind of starting to go crazy. So yeah, kind of, and. I, I don't know. It's just tough. Like Zion, I feel like is tough to buy. No one knows how his foot is going to do. So that'll be interesting. Um, the foot, the foot is kind of scary because the feet yeah. uh, don't heal very well. Often uh, it's like, like extremity, like in like foot injuries often like are like recurring. And like, you've seen a lot of like guys that have been like sidelined for long times or even had careers significantly impacted by like a foot injury. It just, I think yeah. it's like a, a blood flow thing. Like there's not as much blood flow in like a foot as there isn't like, I don't know, like a leg or like a hip or like something that those like come back or a knee, those come back faster. Yeah. I think this season is going to be huge for like his cards because it's, it's where we're kind of at right now is people are buying prospects at like a guaranteed price. Like people are paying for Zion. Like he's a top 10 player of all time. 
And what People happens? Strong. Yeah, what happens when, like, your millionaire who bought his NTRPA for a hundred grand, like, what does he do? Like, you just take a loss, or do you just hold, or? I don't know. It's tough. There are a lot of guys. It's I with the 2018 and 2019 draft classes being so loaded. I think we can both agree. Certainly 2018 was very deep as well as elite at the top. I think 2019 was pretty deep too. Like there's a lot of good quality talent, but there are a lot of guys in those two classes that now are reaching the make or break point. And it's the tipping point for, I think some of the stuff is already a little stagnant for some of the guys that like are the lesser names, but even you're reaching the tipping point for like the prism, which, you know, before the prism and like all that stuff, just like totally tanks. Yeah, I think it's it a big, I think it's a big year for Luca too. Uh, yeah. Big, big year for Luca. And I quite honestly don't have huge expectations for the team, uh, which I don't know if that's, is that the way you feel or? Yeah, I think it's tough because, like, the reality is winning matters. It just it matters so for, much. Yeah, for cards. And I just don't see Luca winning at all. I don't think there's anybody else on that team where you can be like, oh, that's a decent, like, number two, or that's a they're, good compliment to Luca. Like, they have nothing. They're the magic if Luca's gone, uh, basically. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why people are just so content and just so willing to give Mark Cuban the benefit of the doubt all the time because (laughs) he is very loved and I feel like he's a terrible owner. You feel like the Mavs are terribly run? Do you feel, what do you mean he's a terrible owner? I mean, he, he kept saying that he was going to go out and get Luca another star in that. That did not happen. It, yeah, unless you consider Reggie Bullock a star, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you mean do you mean last off season? Yeah, like and even this off season, like he didn't do anything. No, the Mavs did affect. I don't actually know if the Mavs did anything. Uh, I mean, I I think they did nothing. Hopefully, for Luca's sake, Porzingis like decides to show up, but I mean, Porzingis is. I I mean, I think Porzingis is kind of. I don't know. Do you ever watch the Mavs play? The way Porzingis plays is like disgusting. He like basically sits at the three point line as if, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm not sure if it's like keep the lane open for like Luca and like not clog things up, but like he will, the play almost never is him taking the ball into the post or making or cutting to the post or anything like that. The play is often Porzingis taking a three-pointer, and that is, like, all you ever see. Yeah, he, he plays like he's in my body, 6'2", like 170. <laughs> That's what he yes, he, he does not play hard, like, in the paint. Yeah. To be fair, I don't know if it's because he's, like, he has some weight. I mean, he's not heavy, though. Like, no, but... Jaron Jackson is, like, my guy, but he does not play like he's his height either except he's a much better shooter than Porzingis is. So I think uh, there's some slack when you can shoot like 40% from three. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Por- Porzingis will just like, 
I, I think like two or three times a game, he'll just pull up from like five. Yes. At a hundred that. Yep. It happens. And then he misses. Sometimes he makes it, but he misses yeah. quite a bit. And he, yeah, he doesn't just take threes. He takes deep threes, excessively yeah. deep threes. Yeah. Yep. Well, you've clearly watched some games because that definitely happens. It's disgusting, but yeah. I think, I guess teams on this topic of like teams, I, I think the I don't understand why people buy are buying so much Luca right now or, or seem to not care. I guess Luca just literally being the face of like all modern basketball cards and with modern basketball cards being the engine behind basically the entire hobby right now. I guess that is kind of insulated him from a lot of those concerns. And I won't lie. I mean, I just bought a nice Luca card the other day and have not been buying I have not bought any Trey Young cards just because I don't know. I don't really like Trey Young, but I personally, I don't know. I don't really like him, but I do think he's a much in a much better situation and is in a position to put up stats in addition to being on a team that I think is very good. I mean, what Trey Young, John Collins is very good. Clint Capella played out of his mind last year. And then you got like Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter. Gallinari, Bog- or Bogdan Bogdanovich. Like, I think the Hawks are good. The Hawks are a team that I was just looking before we got on. I don't know if they could win it all, but like the odds of them winning it all are like almost none. But the defense, I think, is an issue. But I think the Hawks are really good. And I makes me wonder I don't know, why does Trey get so little love in terms of pricing? Yeah, I think, well, part of it is Luca does have the international market which helps a lot. Do you think that actually matters though? I'm skeptical that that actually matters. I think, honestly, I think it matters a ton. Even like Europe, even like Europe, not like Asia, like European interest matters. I think so. I I'm in a Luca, Luca collectors group on Facebook. And there's quite a bit of European people in there that have a very, very large amount of money invested into Luca. So I think that's, that is, yeah. And I, and I think part of it too, is like the rich guys all chose to invest in Luca, <laughs> like, which pushed his, pushed his prices up. Like, like Trey really isn't like that much worse than Luca. Like, I don't think he's are, that much worse either. Yeah, I think like his, he's, his cards think are Luca's, price. His cards go for dirt and if you look at like comparisons to John Morant I'm a Grizzlies fan but uh and it pains me to say this but I think John Morant is uh very overrated and uh I mean I guess he is maybe maybe not in terms of ranks in terms of NBA players but certainly in terms of his card prices because I don't think with the skill set he has he has the skill set to become a top 10 player and I think becoming a top 10 player is uh, in the league is very important for having a strong card market. And I think Trey has that. I think Trey is the better player today. I think Trey has the better outlook. He doesn't re- rely on athleticism as much. And their cards go for almost the same. Yeah. And you add to that the fact that Jaw has higher print runs on most of his stuff. I do not understand it. Yeah. Because... I don't know. Maybe I should buy Trey. Do you have much Trey? 
Um, Do you have any? <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, I have like a Prism Silver that's at PSA. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably like the best. I probably have like some low end stuff like mixed around at PSA, but nothing, nothing crazy. That's fair. Yeah. But I yeah, I wouldn't mind picking up something of his. Um, I think the Lakers are going to be really interesting. Good um, or like. You think good, or do you think? I mean, I hope good, just because. <laughs> but I mean, may or may people not just, have a vested interest. Yeah, people just can't make up their mind. I mean, are the Lakers a super team, or are they a retirement home? Because I've heard yeah. both. And I personally feel like both. I don't know. It's it's going to be tough. I think the beginning of the season could be ugly for them. Uh, but I wouldn't really judge them until you get to like midseason. I agree. Yeah, I think it's tough for me to call them even remotely close to a super team just because, well, one, I haven't heard like Carmelo is pretty much a Carmelo's a non factor into a like non factor into the oh, super just, team conversation. Oh, okay. I think he's a strong <laughs> role player, like a high end yeah. role player. Right. And then you have. Russell Westbrook. I haven't heard anybody compliment Russell Westbrook in over like two years. So I feel like he can't be like contribute to the super team. And so it's well, just if you, like, can, if you say they can't contribute, then it's the same as it used to be, except the team might be worse. Yeah. So I don't really see it as much of a super team, but if Anthony Davis stays healthy, they're elite team though. Oh, and okay. LeBron, obviously. But I think the odds of LeBron even though it's his 19th season being healthy are higher than that of Anthony Davis. Yeah. I would say the chance that one of them gets injured is probably a hundred percent. Honestly, it yep. just matters how severe it is. Yeah, it it is definitely, I mean, LeBron just got unlucky with like the foot in with the ankle injury. He had the, the groin injury, which I guess is like decently recurring, but like he had the foot injury, which was just, the ankle was just like unlucky, but Anthony Davis just goes to the rack and then he comes down weird and then he's hurt. And like, that is uh, scary that that will continue to happen. Yeah. I, and it'll be interesting too, because Westbrook really likes to shoot. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Did you see, um, you see, I saw on bleacher report, like, he was sit. He was talk. Someone reporter asked him about the new uh, rule about uh, forcing contact with defenders and the free throws, and how you don't get free throws for initiating contact with the defender in the air anymore. And how he thought that w- the reporter's like, "How's that going to affect your game?" He's like, "You know, to be perfectly honest, it won't at all because uh, nobody really runs out uh, to contest my uh, three pointers." Uh, <laughs> I thought, <laughs> I thought that's that's the truth because you don't make them. Yeah, I love that rule, though. I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays into the next season because I think it, I, I think we really have to, like, I hope the refs draw a line with that rule because if you do a good pump fake and get the defender, like, in the air, then I feel like that should be a foul as long as you're not doing anything like, like, if you're sticking out your leg, like, awkwardly or something, then, you know, that's a no call, but. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I think they're going to err on the side of no call for all, like pretty hard, but I hope so. I mean, it'll only move. 
I was thinking about this and I wondered, is it going to be an issue for the likes of Steph, the likes of like Trey, who do get those and James Harden, maybe Luca, even to a lesser extent, but James Harden, Trey Young uh, are front of mind. But I think it's maybe one to two points a game, absolute max that like we're talking, but it, it would be nice to see, I guess. Are there any, what teams, I guess you got any championship predictions to give us today? Any teams you're intrigued by? Or teams you're intrigued by, teams you think will improve a lot, that too. Um, I mean, other than the Lakers, because I think, I think Westbrook really like wants a title and so does Carmelo. And I, so like I could just, I don't know, I just see them just trying very hard 100% of the time to get that ring. Um, so I think that'll be interesting. I, I mean, I think the Bucks will obviously be interesting. We've seen Giannis, like, actually shoot a little bit recently. Yeah. And that would be – I mean, if he can start knocking down consistent three-pointers, then they might as well just call it a day. And then If he could shoot 35% from three, it would be insane. Yeah. 35% even. 35% is all you need to be respected, really. Like, if you can get respect on it, that's nuts. I mean, yeah, the second somebody feels like they have to guard his three-point shot, he's going to be unstoppable. It's going to be unreal. I wish I had um, had Giannis cards. I do not have Giannis cards. Uh, I feel that is a glaring hole in my uh, collection because I think Giannis is – potentially just getting started and he's going to be insane. I think he, before Zion had the foot injury, Zion and Giannis were my favorite buy recommendations before the season. And uh, now I think Giannis is the clear cut best buy heading into the season, at least from my perspective. I don't know what you think. Yeah. I, I don't think he really went up like a ton after winning. Like he, no. he had a went up a little. Yeah. Not nothing like nothing crazy really. So yeah, that'll be interesting. Um who else would be a good buy? I like I mean, I always like buying Donovan Mitchell because then you just sell really? like the 50 point playoff game, basically. That's fair. Okay, but, okay. I see that. I see that. But I would never like I don't think they're gonna win at all or anything like that. Yeah. Um who else we have? Well, we, I mean, I think the Hawks are going to be really, really interesting because I really like Cam Reddish. I don't know if we've ever talked about Reddish before. No, we have not talked. Why do you, I mean, why? Because the verse, the good on both sides of the ball type of play or like. Yeah. And I think the Hawks really have to hide uh, Trey Young on defense. Yes. I think because, he is potentially the worst defender in the league. Yeah, I think. He's worse, but he's bottom five for sure. Down there with like Tyler Hero is terrible too. Um, <laughs> that is another team. The Heat will be super interesting with the, the Kyle uh, Lowry. Yep, that'll be intriguing. Um, I don't. Lowry's kind of getting older though. Yeah, I was skeptical how much value that added. I uh, am very interested in. The, I think the Hawks. I think the East. It's going to be tough to come out of the East and not be the Bucs or the Nets. I honestly don't think that the, the Hawks 
could beat either of those teams. I think from a, a matchup standpoint, I think it's a serious – I mean, I don't know where you put Trey Young against uh, the – against the Nets. I mean, it's terrible on defense. Yeah, it'll be – the Nets will be interesting too because it, there's – so obviously they are not going to have Kyrie as of yeah. now. And I think I that's, that's the assumption. I think, yeah, for the purposes of this discussion, assume no Kyrie like all year. Yeah, I don't – yeah. And then – but what's weird about it is last year when they got Harden, it really sounded like Durant wanted Harden and Kyrie didn't. I think Harden didn't get that much usage on the Nets last year. I know in the playoffs he got hurt, so like – Yeah. But Harden is so good. Yeah, I think it'll him and Durant will be super interesting together. And I don't know, it it sucks because man, Kyrie is amazing. Like his talent is so good. But man, he just he just can't like even before even before the whole like COVID thing, like whether you agree with it or not, like even before the whole COVID thing, I mean it was like spreading like sage and like the locker yeah. room, like like he just can't like keep his head on his shoulders and like that's tough. Yeah, it's a big <laughs> can't be good for the locker room, all the uh chaos. No. Speaking you know of uh good for the locker room is Ben Simmons. Yeah, some I I'm glad I'm not a 76ers fan because I'd be yeah. pretty mad. Although I feel like someone could get a steal uh trading for Ben Simmons, but and maybe give him a fresh start, but oof. I mean, it's bad to ugly. They basically failed to shop him this entire summer is what happened. Yeah. They could not find a buyer at, oh, I think they might have been asking a lot, but. Yeah, I mean, that. well, that's the tough part is, like, yeah, sure, I might want Ben Simmons, but I'm not going to give up, like, anything for him. Would you ever like, buy Ben Simmons cards? I don't know what they no. go for. Let's actually no. I very lucky because somebody approached me at <laughs> a card show with a Ben Simmons Prism Silver 9.5. Whoa, whoa. And I think it was like around a grand at the time, maybe. And I was like <sighs> really thinking about buying it, thinking about buying it. And that was probably about three weeks before his just like disastrous playoff run. And I, I didn't buy it. So I'm very thankful I passed on it because Oof. that would have been probably, what are they now? Probably like two or 300 even. But a maybe 10. Like, so you can't find it a nine five, but a 10 silver is about 1100, but that's the 10. But in a PSA nine, which if it's a non-true, the BGS nine five is probably not that far off. Is 350. So we're probably talking like 400, 500 bucks, maybe. Yeah. So I, I would have lost that one. <laughs> the PSA 10 base Ben Simmons is like 200. Hmm. They, for, re- for reference, in early 2020, in February of 2020, that was a $450 card or $400 card at least. Wow. Yeah. That's. He'll he'll never have any offense though, which I think limits the hobby upside uh, in, dramatically. 
I think I in real life he's actually not a bad player at all. I think he's actually a very good player. But I think in real life he actually could get a good offensive game together, but he never will because he doesn't have the work ethic for it. Oh, apparently not. Yeah, with the whole like leaving the workout thing. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty bad. The work ethic honestly matters so, so much. Like guys yeah. who like grind and like want to get better, Matt, as opposed that that matters so much. Yeah, look at Giannis. How much his game is like evolving and how much stronger he's gotten just because of his huge yeah. work ethic. It's it's just incredible. Like imagine if Ben Simmons trained that hard for even one offseason. Imagine, because he has, much like Giannis, has the physical gifts to be, you know, to and he, ha, and he has the ball handling and the passing ability, and he has the defense. If he worked, like, on his offensive game, he would be elite. I mean. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it, remember him coming out of college? He was supposed to be, like, the next LeBron. Yes. That hyped up. Yes, he was. And, I mean, oh, he's – it's yeah it's, it's just disappointing but yeah, yeah those guys who work hard definitely pay off like jimmy butler went from like nothing to like a top 20 player probably maybe yeah, top I 25 it'll be, it'll be interesting you know like who worked hard in the offseason that we don't know about i well this brings me to a point i wanted to talk about which is like most improved player or guys you think you could see taking a leap or hope to see taking a leap this year Obviously, I have my eyes on Jaron Jackson, who at the time of filming not that long ago, got a four-year, $105 million contract extension, which I thought was, as a Grizzlies fan and also a Jaron Jackson fan, uh, was exciting as a fan. It is a gamble for the franchise, uh, but I, I think it is a very good one to take because if he pans out, uh, you get in a very you get like a star player at a very affordable rate. Like, what is that? Like, I don't know, maybe sixty percent of max money. Yep. Yeah, about. I mean, that's not bad at all. Yeah, I'm really excited to. Well, we'll see. I'm, I'm hoping Kevin Porter Jr. KPJ, um see what he can do, especially with Jalen Green. That duo is very intriguing to me. You Are you not worried about Jalen? Do you think Jalen Green enhances his play as opposed to steals usage? Honestly, I really don't know. And that's why I'm kind of excited to watch it. I don't know how they're yeah. going to, like, blend. Like, they both have undeniable talent for sure. I just don't know how well they're going to play together. But, yeah, yeah. We'll see. it'll be that. That's an interesting one. I think another interesting one is will Michael Porter Jr. finally show up? Did he get max money, by the way? I think he did. Yeah, he might have. That team just needs to stay healthy. I th- I'll be interested to see if he shows up with Jamal Murray out because yeah. there's, there's minutes and points to be filled with Jamal Murray out. And I'll be interested to see if – obviously, he's not going to play point guard, but I'll be interested to see if he gets – you know, some of the stats that all the Michael Porter Jr. truthers are, uh, yeah, hoping I've been saying for years we should be expecting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that it's going to be an interesting season for sure. I think, 
Yeah, because, and especially we have, like, a decent amount of people hopefully coming back from injuries. Like, obviously, Murray will come back. Clay. Um, Clay will be really interesting because I'm I'm kind of, like, a fan of, like, buying players when they're hurt. Like, I kind of did it with Durant a little bit and then sold. But Clay is tough. Like, two ACLs. It, it, and also, well, no, well, the one – no, no, the one was in Achilles. Oh, right, yeah. Which is worse, which is substantially yeah. worse. Like, people were saying, like, Kevin Durant, like, the fact that he looks like he does right now after an Achilles tear is insane because apparently the Achilles tear is much, much harder to come back from, and you basically lose, like, I think a good amount of quickness is often what happens with the Achilles tear. Hmm. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting because – uh Clay's game doesn't really revolve around like quickness or athleticism. I mean, like the defense has. does. The defense yeah, does, but sure. not the offense. So I could still see him, you know, like going off a couple games for 30 plus, but I could also see him just not even like running down the court at like not the best pace and like just kind of like being a step behind everybody just constantly. Yeah. Which, which would be unfortunate. I hope that's not the case. I would. Lo- I think the Warriors are a fun team to watch. I think Steph on MVP watch uh, if they are a top four or five seed in the West, which yeah. I don't know. You kind of need Clay to be a lot to be a top four or five seed in the West because, I mean, you're having a team that last year lost a play-in game. Although I'd like to see James Wiseman. I don't know if – I've never bought any James Wiseman just because I – I'm not overly confident. It's scary buying centers. It's scary buying centers who are not even getting playing time that that much and are not on a team and that loves hurt, people man. who can't shoot. Oh, is he hurt? Right now, yeah. He's out for like a month, I think. Oh, I didn't realize James Wiseman was out. Yeah. And, and it'll be interesting because I feel like Draymond has gotten worse and worse every season for <laughs> – a long time like he's getting to the point where he does not belong in the nba honestly you you really think it, that it's getting bad i mean wasn't it i don't, a I don't game where he what? missed that wide open floater i don't actually i watched most of that but i don't remember that play oh man i i hope the the listeners know what i'm talking about but he missed a floater that should be a hundred percent success rate in and yeah, I don't know. I, whenever I watch the Warriors, I'm just like, this guy is just, he's really kind of falling off the map for me at least. But yeah, we'll yeah. see. It should be interesting though. I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited. I'll be interested to see if the Thunder show signs of life, if the Pistons show signs of life. Uh, I think those two teams are interesting. Teams like the Magic, I expect to be kind of still very bad. But yeah. uh, I think those are interesting. I guess transitioning more to cards, how are you uh, buying in season slash like do you buy in season at all? Or like what's your game plan for the NBA season ahead from a card perspective? Yeah, so I pretty – I do buy a lot in season um, because it's fun to be able it to buy. It is very something. fun. Yeah, watch people play. Um, I, I kind of in season just – mostly like buy good deals really at like shows yeah. I see something that's cheap I'll just flip it or something 
Um, I, I'm not really like the type of person to like buy something and be like, oh, this person's going to win the title and then like hold it for that. Because mm-hmm. like to an extent, sometimes people stuff go down after they win a title. Because I, I remember that happened with like the Lakers. Um, the last time they won is like the championship was pretty much already priced in. Yeah. And then when they won it, everybody thought it was the time to sell. So then like the market got flooded and everything kind of went down. And I think even with the Nets last year, like Durant, a title was so baked into his price. Yes, it was. And then, and, and it got hammered, win. got yep. hammered when he didn't win. Like and if you win, it still goes down. But if you don't win it, your the prices are hammered. Yeah. And I had people in my DMs just saying me that I was going to miss telling me I was going to miss out on a ton of money because I would post, I had a post saying that I would not touch a Durant card right now. And people were all like, Oh no, Durant's going to the moon, you know? And then, <laughs> then they didn't win. And then what happens? Then what win. do you do? Yeah. I then... guess old. I don't know. I don't know. I clearly a lot of people sold because the prices went way down, even on good stuff, by the way, like, if you look at like Giannis, who like won, prices on Prism and stuff like went up a little, but were, uh, you know, and came down a little bit. They didn't go up a ton, but the prices on good Giannis, I think it'd be safe to say are up a decent amount yeah. from them. But even good KD got oh, yeah. tanked. Like, I, like Topps Chrome Refractor PSA 10s, like, which are like out of $14.99. And then in PSA 10, like those lost like 40%, I think maybe yeah. more. And it's tough too. Cause like stuff did come down. Like everything kind of came down yeah. from the like pandemic bubble, but those things came down more than just a pandemic bubble. Those well, and they were down. up and they were up. Well, could, well, yeah, they did. They came down real hard. The KD. Yeah. Because a lot of stuff got overheated in February. But the KD especially. I remember I bought some KD. I bought a KD Bowman Chrome 9, like rookie, which is out of 2,999, I think. I think I might have told you about this a while ago. But it's numbered. It's a numbered base card. And then I bought a Finest PSA 10. I may have had two of those. I think No, I only had one. Is but then I the, the Supersonics uniform? Yes, it is the Supersonics. They're both it. the Super. They're the Finest. Yeah. The finest is pretty cool. I liked I liked the finest card like when I had it like a lot, but I sold both of those for like small profit, maybe like 10%. But I mean 10% at the time the Bowman Chrome 9 was like $2000 and the finest was like 14 or $1500 and that's like a $500 card now and the Bowman Chrome is yeah. probably like an 8 or a $900 card now. But that that just shows how much that stuff tanked. Yeah, that's one thing, too, is just like, don't be, you know, sometimes it's just best not to be greedy and think that stuff's going to go up and just take your money. Yeah, I agree. Take your profit and just move on. Yeah, the only thing I would add is that I I kind of off that stuff that I've had success with recently. It's what you know, I I might talk about this on YouTube at some point, but things that have been of interest is that you hear these card shops. I don't know if you ever watch card shops like Card Collector 2 or anything talk about what they buy at shows, talk about shows and all this, all that. 
you go to a ton of shows, I guess maybe after I say this, maybe you can speak to what you do, but they say the stuff that moves like in the shop, it's like 20 to like $80 stuff. That stuff moves like in the shop like crazy. And I just bought this lot of like all these contenders autos and they're all like 30 to $50 autos. And they moved so easily on eBay. And then, you know, I got like a Luca certified blue out of like 199 that like, it's going to be a hard time to sell, you know, just because it's at a higher price point. It's not a main set, but the contenders auto isn't in basketball necessarily a main set, but I think it's maybe interesting to focus on that kind of price point if you can get good deals because it's easy to sell and the ease of selling matters a ton. I don't know. Have you had good luck selling in that price range? Yeah, it's so easy to sell in that price range just because it's so justifiable for people. Like not, not everybody can go online and just be like, Oh yeah, I'll spend $400 on this Luca rookie. Yeah. But like, there's a lot of people that can go online and just be like, yeah, I'll spend 20 bucks on this. I'll spend 25 on this 30 on this. Like, and that's, it's not going to like impact their finances in like any way. Yeah. But then when you get up to spending like, Oh, this is a thousand dollars. It's like, well, people can't just drop a thousand dollars on something all the time. And even, uh, talking to like the LCS owners by me, they say like the money really is in their dollar boxes. You mean like the money to be made or like the money they make? Like the money they make. I'm not surprised because they probably buy for cheap. Yeah. And the moves. And I think a lot of the dollar box stuff is kind of just like throw-ins too. Like most of their... Most of their dollar box stuff, they honestly probably have nothing into because it's probably just throw-ins when they buy collections, like the high-end stuff in collections. Yeah. So. I mean, I like I was just telling you before we started recording here, I had good luck today at an LCS, like sub $30 basketball box, like found some nice cards for like good prices. Like, I don't know, it's ni- nice for whether or not you want to, because you know you can move that stuff. It needs to be yeah. up, up to like that $20 though. Like going to the infinitely cheap range does, I think, give you a hard time. But like in that 20 to 60, 20 to 80 dollar range, it's easy money moving that stuff. Yeah. Even online. I thought I, when people used to say that about shows, I used to think that or card shops, that must be it. But now they've sold some more on eBay. It's even true. Like you just said on eBay, it's the same just on digital marketplace. Right. Yep. Pretty nuts, though. I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about here about the NBA season before we kind of move towards wrapping it up? Um, not Yeah, not really. I think there's a lot of exciting players to watch. Um, really excited to watch the rookie class. The rookie class is deep this year, I think. Yeah. Not, we didn't talk. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about the rookie class at all. Uh, let's, yeah, let's get a little in on that. Yeah. I don't think there's like, it's not going to be the class where there's like, oh, there's 15 star players. But up until like pick 15 was like all like solid guys yeah. that I would like to have on my team. Um, Franz Wagner will be interesting just as a Michigan guy. Um, yeah. What do you go? Maybe like 10 to 15. Yeah. I'm. He did sneak in the top 10. I think he might have. Oh, he nine. did. Oh, he did. Yeah. He went a little higher than uh, I think predicted. Interesting though. Um, that yeah, Cade plays tomorrow. That'll be interesting. He 
I guess is healthy from the ankle problem. Oh, I didn't know he was hurt. Yeah, it was very slight. It was like a two-week thing. Oh, in the summer league? Yeah. But oh, I remember that. Okay, I remember that. Then. Yeah, hopefully he's healthy. Jalen Green will be interesting. Mobley will be interesting. I'm interested um, in Mobley. Yeah. It should be. Uh, yeah, I'm interested in Mobley, although the Cavs, I don't know what the heck the Cavs are doing. Cavs are like the the uh, Knicks circa like two years ago when they like signed. You remember that? When they're like, people are like, the Knicks have money to sign a free agent. And then they signed like four power forwards on like yeah. $15 million deals. I don't know what the Cavs, because Cavs have Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Laurie Markinen, Kevin Love, and somebody else, I think. And I can't remember who. But I don't know what you would need with all of those players. Yeah, like Sexton's pretty good. Um, yeah, Garland's pretty good. Hopefully Sexton can really play good because I know a lot of card guys really like him. I don't have any Sexton, I don't think. I have virtually none. I uh, Also Garland, people are high on. But yeah, I'll yeah. be interested to see the rookies. I'm a little skeptical. The Grizzlies rookie, Zaire Williams. Uh oh. Zaire, I don't know if you are. Do you know who he is? Yeah. It's like thin as a rail and like makes John Morant look like he's buff and uh, <laughs> overweight. Uh, but yeah. I'm a little skeptical, although the Grizzlies are pretty deep. So I, I'm interested to see how many of these guys, you know, where the minutes are. Because we have like Jarrett Culver now, too, who like, I suppose, almost falls into a similar category. So we're deep with like a lot of those quality guys fighting for minutes which i guess is a good problem to have but yeah i'll have to say yeah, it'll be a good season for sure i i like that there's no like clear-cut like favorite really for the same it's gonna you want to you want to give some prediction we want to give some predictions to the the audience here before we uh get off maybe a championship winner and an mvp and a most improved player Sure, I'll say championship winner, Lakers. I'll just try to like manifest that maybe. Okay. Um, <laughs> MVP. I think it'll be Giannis, and I think it should have been Giannis last year. I think there was a little voter fatigue, maybe. I think the voter fatigue is still there, which is the only reason I won't say Giannis. Yeah, I, I think it could change minds if he really starts shooting better. Then it's kind of like okay, like no more of that voter fatigue. Like this guy's legit. Mm-hmm. And then most improved, um, I think I will go with KPJ. Okay. I, okay, I'll I really go. Like, I really like that's, his upside. That's probably a, a top type pick for most improved. I'll go. I don't know. I mean, I guess picking a repeat is risky, but I, I do think I picked the Bucks to win again. I don't know. I don't like the Lakers a ton. Uh, yeah. the Nets are very, very good. Uh, but I, I'm going to go with the Bucks. I think the, I think Giannis is very good. I think Drew Holiday's defense and, and then Chris Milton also being a good defender and a very good offensive player is enough MVP. I don't know. I like Steph Curry. I think if clay can come back and contribute, I think Steph was basically MVP last year, but the team wasn't good enough. I think maybe with potential for the team to improve a little with uh with Clay back, 
Uh, Steph is my MVP MVP pick. Most improved. Uh, it pains me to say it, but I am going to go Michael Porter Jr. I got it's a little bit of a basic pick, but I think Michael Porter Jr. is. Uh, I think the situation's right too. I think the higher usage situation is right for him to kind of show up too, and that's kind of where I am there. I'm most improved. Wish it would yeah. be Jaron, but alas. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, tuning in today. And that was it for the NBA preview. Uh, check us out on IG too, by the way, if you ever get the chance. Icebox Pod is the IG handle. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.